Okay, so the difference between a raven and a crow is that a raven has 17 primary wing feathers. Uh, the big ones at the end of the wing. They're called pinion feathers. And a crow only has 16 feathers, which means that the difference between a raven and a crow is a matter of opinion. <laughs> Okay, okay, ladies and gentlemen, okay, okay. All right, ladies and gents, hey, uh, my bad. Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna fly off the gate here. My bad, all right. Um, yeah, don't buy mics off AliExpress. Uh, just just don't buy the mics, all right. I'm, I'm even as I'm doing this right now, I've done the settings, I'm still peeking, so I don't know what the hell. But uh, welcome to your episode. This is Digressions episode seven. Lucky, lucky, lucky seven. Uh, is it lucky? I don't even know. Uh, does luck exist? Does a god exist? Oh, he's getting philosophical philosophy. Okay. Uh, how you doing? How's your weekend? How you, I hope I hope uh, I hope all's good. Uh, this is your episode for unfortunately Wednesday, uh, May thirteenth, two thousand twenty. Uh, hope you had a good uh, Mother's Day weekend. Um, quick shout out. Uh, I know. Uh, just, just a shout out. Uh, not to, not to sound too, um, too mushy, but uh, to all of you out there that uh, may not uh, that had the chance to actually celebrate with your mothers, or that unfortunately haven't had the chance to celebrate with your mothers. Uh, just so you know, um, I'm with you. Uh, it's. I know that 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 sometimes life can be a bit unfair. Um, I don't want it to start off in a down note, but you know, I think it's important that we all, uh, you know. Keep track of ourselves, you know, keep, um, keep tabs, uh, especially during the confinement, this whole COVID-19 thing really, uh, for some people has really brought out, I think, I wouldn't say the worst out of people, but really has been digging deep, uh, with everything that's relating to, to, to just testing your mental limits. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I won't be shy to admit that, you know, there's, there's sometimes during the, the pandemic, especially like during those like gray days that were super cold and, um, you know, it, it was pretty hostile and it was, it was definitely tough. Yeah, it was definitely tough, but, um, luckily for me, I guess, or not luckily for me, I think that I'm very, I'm someone that really gauges the weather. So for me, if, if you tell me from one day to another, oh, Hey, by the way, uh, we're moving our offices in uh, California and, uh, you get a paid, uh, a paid pad on the beach. I'll never say no to that, but with that being said, hope you're having a good time. Hope you're surviving this whole thing again. Uh, fun news. I don't know if it's fun news. Not really fun news. Uh, there's. I, I saw this video today. And uh, uh, hang on. I'm about to sneeze. Okay, it ran away. It's going to come back. It always comes back to bite me. Okay, so I saw this video today. And I wanted to share it with you because I thought our confinement was shit. And um, I didn't know to which extent. I mean, I kind of knew in terms of... Um, we knew factually that, you know, in, in countries like uh, like France and Italy, they, they literally had to shut down the entire country. And I didn't know the extent of it until I saw this video today on YouTube that were, um, and th this is the, probably the most French thing ever, uh, where cops were basically inviting over camera people to just flex at the level of ag uh, ag aggressivity, of aggressivity of hostility towards people. I'll just use that word. See, I can't English. Why am I doing this? I don't know. I, I don't know. But the level of hostility in France reached a level that was actually spectacular. There was 
people and there was areas in France where people just didn't weren't allowed to leave the house zero point like you're not allowed to leave your house unless it was for like some medical emergency uh or to get some food and in France it's not like in North America in France dude you get stopped um you need to show ID you need to drop your pants and let them uh, put a rubber glove up your butt like they, you, 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 there's no rights there so I just watched this whole video man this one kid who was on the bus just went to the grocery store to get some food and he went inside the bus um thinking you know that's it you know that's your confinement space it's it's a safe space dude the cops pulled over every single vehicle that drove vehicle i can't pronounce that word vehicle v- okay they, they stopped every vehicle fucking christ dude I swear I'm not doing this on purpose. I just, I'm literally not, je sais pas, I don't know. Okay, so they stopped everything on the road. The cop literally got on the bus and was was quizzing this kid, all right? Kid almost shat his pants. He was like, oh, uh, baguette, baguette, croissant, champagne. And the, as he's telling the story, the cop is just, you know, do grin on his face, man. Like, just, just, just not okay. Just not okay. Um... He asked the bus driver, he's like, because the kid was, by the way, he was the only one on the bus because confinement, right? So he asked the bus driver, he's like, oh, what bus stop did he get off? And he just said some some bus stop that wasn't anywhere near the destination the kid said. And he just slapped him with a 250 euro fine. Just like that. And um, yeah, so thank fuck we're not in France because that that's just definitely not the play. Um, and... Uh, yeah, speaking of snitches, uh, our favorite rapper, uh, uh, our, our favorite uh, rainbow-colored uh, hyperactive rapper, uh, 6ix9ine, Takashi 6ix9ine, uh, finally got out of jail. And I don't know if you've seen this in the news lately, but there's been uh, certain legends uh, like Snoop Dogg, um, not Meek Mill, he's definitely not a legend, uh, but Snoop Dogg really came out and exposed 6ix9ine for doing what he did, which was essentially... You know, rat out his entire crew. And, uh, yo, I, I won't lie, man. I don't blame the kid. I don't blame the kid. I'm no snitch, okay? I've, I've listened. I'm, I'm, I'm a straight-edge kid. I go to church every Sunday. You know me, like uh, tuxedos. And, you know, I'm, uh, I follow the line. But when you're drunk, the line, sometimes there's three of them. But, you know, I follow. You know, we go you know, side to side. But um, he, he basically, yeah, in order to save himself, he ratted out his crew. Now, his, his response to this whole thing... Yeah, this is gossip hour. We're gossiping right now. There's a point to this story, okay? Just just hop on the train. Let, let it leave the station. We'll, 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 we'll get to the point. But um, one of the important things that he brought up and I think makes a lot of sense is that while he was out and he was doing shows, there's uh, his crew was not loyal to him. And therefore, he didn't feel the need to, f- to show loyalty while he was incarcerated. Which I think in any situation, this is a logical argument. Take away the, the gangsterism side of it. Take away the whole, you know, doing illegal shit and, and hiring people for murder. Like, just put that aside for one second. You know, if if one of your boys betrays you in real life, you know, how can you expect them to... to how, do you, how do you expect loyalty from them behind bars? You know, it doesn't make any sense. But to answer that, obviously, uh, Snoop Dogg, who's like the most old school rapper out there you know, rightfully so, absolute legend, he called him out, you know, he called him a, a, an absolute rat, uh, there's a bunch of tweets that came out really exposing 6 9 for what he is, 
And it got me thinking about um, probably the, the one thing no one really talks about too much is I think, not listen, I'm no, I'm no uh, Nostradamus, okay? Like I'm, not, I'm no big brain person here. But I have a feeling that this, this type of behavior and this type of action can seriously be the number one threat towards gangsterism. Because if society, and, and okay, before, okay, pump the brakes a bit. One of, the, one of the main things that a lot of communities that are struggling with, like, you know, organized crime and gangsters, and one of the main things they, they struggle with is, one, finding out who, who are the perps, like, who, who, who does all of this stuff. Uh, but the second thing they have a trouble is finding people that are actually going to turn on on the gangs and turn on these people that are committing crimes. Now, I'm just going to do a parallel here uh, with like rap music, okay? It's It goes without saying that rap music and hip-hop has been linked to gangsterism, has been a way of, ex- of expression in, in, in certain... Uh, Uh, in certain in certain communities, uh, you know, there's been very famous rapper, including you know Snoop Dogg, The Game, uh, Lil Wayne, Birdman, like that have been really open about their affiliations with gangs, and um, you see it with the fashion, you see it with the trends. Back in like the two the two thousands, you know, it was the the baggy clothing, uh, the the bag. <laughs> I have a really good picture I should share about this, but I won't because. That's going to be for a great episode in the future. Uh, for some, <laughs> some of you already know which picture I'm talking about, but keep 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 that for later. Um, so it was the whole baggy gangster, you know, chains, triple uh, XL, you know, jeans to the knees uh, or dicky pants. Dude, that was a fucking trend. I like that one, actually. I like Dickie's pants. They, felt, they were comfy. And, and uh, with time, it all the rappers now became a lot more... Uh, influenced with uh, with trends, with you know looking good, with wearing tighter pants, um, wearing clothes that fit, uh, you know jewelry that fits. It started becoming a lot more about appearances, um, talent. I, I can't say that followed through. This entire thing of of bumble rap of bumble rapping, bumble bubble, mumble, tabarnak. Okay, of mumble rappers. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not behind that. I'm not behind it at all. Um, obviously, it's, it's. Um, I sound like an old, uh, an old uh, boomer here, but truth be told, mumble rapping is like, is like AIDS. You know, it's there. It's never gonna go away, and uh, we can only like really live with it. Do I am I a hypocrite right now? Because I do listen to some bumble rappers. Absolutely, but bumble rappers. I'll get through it. I'll get through it. I swear. Mumble shit. So what I'm trying to say is that music is directly, and, and this is this has been time and time again, music has always been a good uh, reflection of society and a good reflection of what is going on in certain communities and, and a really good way of expression. And, you know, we can even go back to like the years of Beethoven and Bach. And, you know, back then it was high society. You know, if you were making music, it was like for the elite and it had to be refined and And beautiful, high quality, you know, and I mean, these people, obviously, I'm not going to put them in the same category as these dumbass mumble rappers that get off high of codeine, but did I just say, I'm not doing this on purpose, I apologize, whatever, um, I'm done, this is going to be the title of the fucking podcast, I didn't even plan this, this is fucking bullshit, uh, but yeah, so I feel like if now, 
I'm going to get to the point. I've been trying. I'm getting there, okay? I swear. So one of the things, one of the points I'm trying to say is that if I think, I think the key to actually dismantling uh, criminal organizations and criminal gangs is to force a culture or influence the culture into accept snitches. Now, with what I'm saying, it's very dangerous. What I'm saying is dangerous. It doesn't make sense. Actually, honestly, in practice, in practice, in theory, it's beautiful. It's like communism. It looks pretty, but in, in, in practice, holy shit, just run, okay? And um, I, th- I, I, th- I, I think that having a, an acceptance towards snitching in general is the way to end racism and uh, racism. They're quite powerful. Uh, is, is, is a good way to actually end uh, that kind of organizations and, and those kind of, uh, of groups. Now, on the other hand, the problem with that is that encouraging a culture of snitching backfires for all the fucking Karens that exist on this planet. And there is nothing worse than a Karen that is giving the power to snitch. And I'll give you an example. And this is, this is a true story that happened to uh, my, my great-grandfather. And it's... It's it's one of those stories I love telling because it's 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 pretty badass. Obviously, never got to meet the guy for reasons that I will explain in two, in about a couple seconds. But uh, it's a legendary story. So during World War Two, my um, my great grandfather was uh, was in Poland, obviously, and there was um, uh, in the city where he was, it was occupied by uh, by Russia for most of it. And uh, during that time, obviously the Everyone was against, I mean, if, if you knew anyone that was Jewish, if you knew anyone that were hiding Jews, uh, you know, if they ever, if anyone ever found out, if the KGB uh, or the SS would find out that you were hiding a family of Jews or you were helping out Jews in hiding, um, like, you're, you're done. Like, you'd get, you'd just disappear in mysterious circumstances, like, pretty much everywhere that's any, like, pretty much everyone who's been ever against Vladimir Putin. Okay. I've been working a lot, okay? Like, my brain is a bit fried. Not an excuse. I'm here. I'm doing this. This is going to be great. Trust me, trust. So, what happened was, my uh, my great-grandfather was not hiding any Jews, but was helping in getting food to uh, a family that was hiding Jews. And at one point, out of the blue, no one knows exactly what happened, but the truth is, there was a snitch, because otherwise they would have never found out. Um, he, uh, at one point there was in, in front of our house, there was just a, a, a car that drove up loaded with four officers. And as they were, um, sorry, it wasn't our house. It was the house, like the, the family house at the time, but in Poland, it's weird because like property tax in Poland is extremely low. So it's, you know, housing markets like we have here in Canada aren't really, aren't really a thing. Uh, you can, you can hold your house down for, for pennies on a dollar year after year. Like it's, I, I, I love that about that. But um, again, back to it. So the family house was actually next to a forest way back then. So what happened was as soon as the car pulled up and they, my, my great-grandfather saw four officers come out and walk through the gate of the house, he literally ran through a window, busted it, and ran and booked it in the forest. Just ran as fast as he could. The second, I mean, dumbass, uh, you break a window. This is like Call of Duty. You're playing Warzone. Everyone's going to hear it. You know, like you're literally in Verdansk right now. But like, 
real life, you know. So so he runs through the window, books it in the forest, and then uh, this story was what my my grandfather told my dad. And again, my dad sauces shit up, so it might be I might be completely talking shit, but that's the story that was told. Is that as he was running, uh, there were some shots that were fired in the in the forest, and one of them hit his leg. So he was actually trying to escape four officers running after him with guns. And um, he was wounded. They caught up to him uh, and just literally executed him back of the head. Like on his knees, just go boom. That's it. So no, I'm not, I'm not uh, for snitching in any way. Um, uh, sh- <laughs> shout out to, to, uh, to the great grandfather. I'm not going to name his name because I don't want you people to look it up. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's weird, man. Snitching is is a topic that, uh, fascinates me a bit. And for anyone that's actually done any research and I'm going to flex here, I'm not going to flex. It's not, there's no reason to flex at the university of Ottawa. I did a course called uh, poker 101 and it's a, it was a course that focused a lot on game theory. Um, and really all the strategies and all the math involved in, uh, in winning st- stuff, and obviously there's one thing that's the prisoner's dilemma, which, in a nutshell, the 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 best outcome for everyone is just to snitch on each other, the optimal outcome, and. Hang on. I'm getting a bit gassy here, so. So yeah, just wanted to touch base on snitching. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably bring back this topic in the future. I want to get your opinions on. On the topic, and you know, I understand the the, the, the usual um, the usual vibe. I would never snitch personally, depending on on the on the gravity of the situation. But most probably not. If I'm involved in like robbing something, which I'm not. Okay, just for the record, I'm not. I'm not planning this. There's nothing. I'm just. This is very fucking incriminating. What am I saying? If ever I were to do a plan, boys, don't worry, I got you. Okay, I'm just saying. Um, in in a, in a in a more grand scheme of things, where there's actual complete communities, uh, and people that are preying on younger boys that are like the ages of 12, 13, to actually join these gangs, uh, there might be a sacrifice. There might be like a a necessary evil that needs to happen in order to to tackle that fully with with a, a level of um, with a, a level of expectations of. Of things to happen to actually evolve the project because right now i mean look there's been trillions of dollars spent on all of these you know uh fucking all these uh wars on drugs and wars on on all these organized crime and you know i was watching la live pd the other day and it was like all these cops priding themselves on like catching the little little coke dealers you know on the, on the street corners like oh yeah we got him it's a great haul like bro come on like come on <laughs> you know um Man. Oh, speaking of else, oh, also, uh, I've been having a lot of great conversations uh, through all my friends that are listening to this podcast. Again, I want to take an, a second again to thank you for being here. Thank you for for participating in in, in my episodes. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about and the stuff that I mentioned is because of my friends that are uh, or or people that actually started listening to my podcast and uh, just give me feedback and tell me things they want to they want to hear and talk about. So. Uh, thank you so much. Keep participating. Uh, add me on Instagram at Jonesy J O N N E S S E Y. Let's go. Um, uh, or I know there's a feature now. I noticed on my on my distributing platform, there's a feature I can use where you can send me audio messages. 
I'm going to try to use it in this episode. Uh, if you hear this, give it a shot, okay? I don't know if this works. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to link it, but I think there's a link on the Spotify description of the episode itself. So if you want to send me a voice message, honestly, high, high chances I plug it in the podcast. High. Okay, so tell me any questions, any concerns, any insults. Just send them my way. I'll be happy to, uh, to plug them in. And, um, and yeah, I really, yeah, do it. Just, just fucking do it. Just a, it's a couple seconds. It's like leaving a voicemail from what I understand. And I think you just, you just have to put some basic info. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but, um, but yeah, over the weekend also, one of the, one of the things that happened, uh, there was a UFC event. This was the first live sporting event we've had in, in, in how long? Jesus. How long has the confinement started? It's been like two months now. What day is it? I don't fucking know, dude. So the UFC rolled around. Um, it was probably, and for those of you who don't follow UFC, don't worry. Uh, it, it, I'm just, I just wanted to highlight the, the, the absolute gamble that happened on the UFC. A couple of days, I think it was a day before uh, the, the actual fight. It was a Friday or a Saturday. One of, the, one of the fighters was actually tested positive for COVID-19. And that almost put the whole thing into jeopardy. And just that, that itself, if all the fighters would have... Because, you know, there's meetings with fighters, right? They all kind of conglomerate in one room, I think. Uh, they get into contact with the same equipment, the same locker rooms and all that. Like, you think that it would transfer. Luckily, nothing happened. But could you just imagine the shitstorm? Like, already the UFC is one of the most homoerotic things on the planet that is just pure violence but it's like if that would have been a stain on the ufc man <laughs> that would have been catastrophic dude i mean i mean dana white's at the head of it so probably nothing would have happened but dude it would have been it would have come to no surprise and uh for those of you who watched it i uh, hope you had a good time i really i just watched the highlights of some of the fights and I don't know what it is about the UFC, man. It's you either you either love it, where you follow all the fighters and you follow their stats, their style of fighting, you know what they're good at, um, or you're just a playoff UFC watcher like me that just kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's a it's a Saturday night, got nothing else to do. The boys are drinking. Well, I'll just watch some guys just you know hug each other in the ring and. And, you know, put themselves in, in very Kama Sutra-esque positions and try to choke each other out, you know. Yeah, they're, they're perfectly fine. Yeah. Drink a lot of alcohol with the boys. Oh, boy. Oh, this is a good time. I fuck love them here. Oh, boy. Oh, man. You ever notice that, like, subtitles, like, when you watch a movie or 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 a YouTube video, like, the subtitles are, like, the equivalent of, like, looking at boobs? Because you just can't get your eyes off of it. And, you know, that's the only thing that really matters. Uh, moving on. Um, one of the last topics I wanted to, 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 to touch about, touch on, touch with, touch, 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 um, was uh, is mushrooms. What the fuck am I talking about? Is he talking about magic mushrooms? Absolutely, I'm talking about magic mushrooms. I participated in this thing. And for those of you who don't know, I'm going to put, I'm going to share a bit of a, Maybe a bit of an insight on on uh, on uh, on my life, but um, so my 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 family 
in in eastern Poland, uh, one of the big things that everyone does in in the village. I mean, it's a town, but kind of a village. Is everyone goes mushroom picking, like going in the forest and picking wild berries, mushrooms, uh, sometimes even herbs. It's like it's a thing. The forest is kind of is really the spot where you go to to, to get some of your shit. And uh, there's companies that run businesses out of it. They make soups. They they export all kinds of. I don't know what the hell. It's like those. Uh, oh my god, I forgot the name in English, but it's like those tiny yellow mushrooms. They're very tasty. Uh, they're very good with cooking, uh, especially meat and omelets with it. Really good. But uh, so my mom is uh, a, 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 an absolute expert on mushrooms. Just all of them, the poisonous ones, the good ones, and the ones that get you high. And uh, she uh, <laughs> she invited me over. It was last week. Uh, well, actually, no, it was last weekend uh, to participate in this. Uh, well, not participate myself, but attend essentially a uh, a conference that involves mushroom experts. Now, unfortunately, you know, um, I heard that there was uh, a, a, there was a lot of action happening in Verdansk, uh, and I just really needed to help out the boys in the gulag. So I didn't actually attend that thing, but my mom did, and she told me some very very interesting things that um, uh, that that happened. And one of the cool things that happened, and mind you, okay, this is we're talking to to my mom that has has i think come a long way uh we're talking like you know eastern european mom okay like magic mushrooms marijuana drugs in general is um is not a topic that you really bring up that often and when you do it's you know it's in you need to do it in context right you can't just show up and be like oh my the mushrooms all the world so it's fun you, you can't do that it uh, just 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 can't so she was telling me a thing that I wanted to share with you is that uh, there's actually a uh, there's a psychiatrist at uh, UBC that attended the the it was like a webinar style so uh, that attended this virtual conference and one of the key things that was brought up and I'm sure you've heard about uh, the potential uh, positive effects of um, of hallucin- hallucinogenic mushrooms. I said I was going to do a podcast, and I don't know how to talk, so go figure. But these mushrooms, essentially, what they're capable of doing, uh, they're capable of kind of rewiring your brain and your nervous system uh, if you've been uh, in certain very, very stressful situations. So I'll give you an example. One of the theories is uh, regarding chronic pain is that when someone experiences chronic pain, even though the cause of the pain isn't there anymore the the brain and the nervous system create these kind of channels that were once used to treat that pain. So uh, it could be, you know, in the case of a, of a cancer, of a tumor, or um, any kind of uh, amputation. Sometimes, like there's obviously, I'm not a I'm not an MD, so I really don't know much about like what what are the what are the direct causes of of chronic pain in certain situations. But in general, that's like the gist of it. And so what what happens is, is that your, your body, yeah, creates like those, it'd be kind of like the equivalent of creating uh, a canal that served as a way to send information and send, um, I guess like signals to your, to your brain, um, about that, that, that specific pain point. And so 
what these drugs can do and what's what psychedelic drugs can do and what the theory is behind it and obviously there's still a lot of um a lot of uh, studies that need to happen is that essentially what happens when you take these drugs is that well one you'll get high as fuck let's not get let's not beat around the bush but the other thing too is that in certain cases um the effects of the mushrooms will eliminate these kind of canals and that's why like there's a lot of there's a lot of doctors and a lot of researchers out there that are pushing for a, a bit more openness towards magic mushrooms i think it was colorado in the last elections that uh, started discussing a bill to legalize uh the use of magic mushrooms uh in certain settings but it's 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 fascinating man it's fascinating because mushrooms man it's it's literally a mushroom it's a spore it grows on anything depending on the mushroom and it dude it's in nature it's in nature, and I feel like fungus in general. I mean, I, I obviously mooched off my mom's kind of passion for it, but um, I, I I'm starting to get more and more interested in this because this could be really life changing for some people. Like this could really um, help you, and this isn't like weed because weed. As much as I am, I am pro use of weed and all that. Like I obviously myself, I've actually you know I did a big boy decision. I've, I've decided to take a big sabbatical. Shout out to myself. I, <laughs> Pat myself in the back here. Okay. Um, taking a bit of a sabbatical, I realized that uh, I started taking weed for the wrong reasons during the during the confinement. So I've decided to, you know, be be a bit of a man and 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 stop it for now. But enough about me. Um, so yeah, the 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 whole. Why did I go off this tangent? I was just I was trying to flex. Like what the fuck? Okay. So the mushrooms the. The thing with these mushrooms is that it's it's not like weed, where weed, you know, I don't think you sh- people that are younger, that are teenagers, should be smoking weed. I mean, if they try it once or twice, that's fine. But I do think that there are some negative effects of weed uh, in the long term for some people. There's some people that are able to handle it their entire lives, people that can smoke like fucking 12, 12 13 and plus joints a day and still be fully functional. That's fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not bashing on them. I'm just saying that for some people having that escape and having that that moment where your brain just kind of shuts off can become um, a, a habit that in the in the grand scheme of things can affect you negatively so um, that's the one thing but mushrooms mushrooms is a bit I feel like I mean I guess it would be in the same vein as like I'm mean, we're, obviously we're talking about psychedelic mushrooms here not like you're little portobello mushrooms you want to put on your pizza, you know, like we're talking about the shit that gets you really fucking flying and seeing unicorns. And uh, obviously this is the conversation I had over, over mama's day, uh, mama's day dinner, had my mom over for some, for some sush, huh? Homemade sush, if you know what I mean? Straight out of the box, but it looked good. Tasted good. But we were discussing this and that's, that's the, the big thing with these mushrooms is that first, you know, your trip, there's chances that you bat trip. I have friends that really bat tripped on mushrooms, and you have other people that will kind of walk out of there and feel different. You know, they kind of feel as if they've opened up on certain things and uh, maybe been exposed to a different reality, which is fucked up. I've never tried shrooms. I'd be definitely open to it, but th- this isn't something that um, I've directly had the chance to do. But um, yeah, my two cents, man. I really think we should, we should, we should try to focus on this because it, 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 it's like, it's like, it's like everything in life, man. You know, do it with, 
you know, just do it with, with, with responsibility, you know, don't, don't abuse it, just take it, take it with your time, like, take it with your time, take your time with it, you know, don't have to rush into things, like, could you believe that in the 60s and 70s, like, like, right before the whole war on drugs thing, like, cocaine was, like, advertised, I mean, not cocaine directly, but, like, paraphernalia was just advertised in the States, in magazines, it was a thing, not saying coke is great, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, um, yeah, the, the, the conversation on drugs, I think, is slowly, slowly changing. I mean, definitely legalization of marijuana was a big step. But in general, uh, I think the next one is going to be mushrooms, man. So uh, all my stock boys out there trying to invest on some shit, keep your eye out. Definitely. I think this is, um, is going to be uh, a, a, a something to look for in the future. But um, yeah, man. Fuck. In the meantime, uh, listen, obviously, this is the second time I've recorded uh, this episode. I... I I, I, it's weird, it's, it's just so weird, there's like this thing with the mic, go, just, yeah, just, just, yeah, fuck, it just doesn't make any sense, um, thank you so much again for, for, for tuning into the episode, this was again episode 7 of Digressions, I am still, ja, boy, Jonasy, thank you for being here, uh, again, if you like my episodes, if you like, uh, what content I spew out, um, Look, I know that most of my stuff is not work-friendly. I know you can't advertise it. I mentioned this in an earlier episode. But uh, word to mouth goes a long way. If you think that some of your friends are as um, as fucked up as uh, as I am, uh, just, you know, just share the love, man. Share the love. I really appreciate it. Obviously, it's still in the early stages of this whole thing. Uh, I do have a, a marketing strategy I've had in, in mind for a long time that... Dude, I'm just waiting to, to slow down on work, man. I'm working fucking 10-hour days now, so... Um, so, uh, so yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, I'll be able to roll out sometime soon, but in the meantime, am I going to get a Patreon? Maybe. I don't know. Um, I got some ideas, but, uh, I'll keep you posted. In the meantime, uh, uh, straight up, oh man, I forgot to tell you the story about the cans. I'll keep it for next week, but, uh, in the meantime, uh, listen, roses to sunshine, uh, thorns to all the birds that are shitting on my deck now. It's full on fucking season for them. Um... Listen, have a good uh, few more days before you hear back from me. Have a great Wednesday. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you, see you boys Friday. Ciao.